Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? It is Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, and that means it's time for the Relic Grind. Ready Check Radio's Final Fantasy XIV Square Enix Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man. And we're going to talk about savage, savages, lots of savages. And we got a ton of other Square Enix news. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening to it on Spotify, uh, come on over to readycheckradio.com, R-A-I-D-E-O. Check out all the socials there. Make sure you follow, 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 and join us live for a show or two. Uh, if you get the chance. We'd love to have you hanging out in chat with us. We like to make them part of the show sometimes when they say very intelligent things, which is pretty much uh, every show. Every show. Yeah. Joining me to go over all the Mr. Savage's stuff, the the one, the only, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkov. How are you, sir? Greetings, programs. I'm doing fantabulous. What, what you got on your up. ears this week? What is that? These are elf ears. Oh. Oh, I thought we were doing like Spock for a minute here. Sure, whatever floats your boat. Yeah, we can do Vulcan. We can do Vulcan. Also on the line, the savage one himself, Adam Lane. What's up, Kronos? <laughs> Man, <laughs> is it that now, I guess? Yeah. yeah I, mean, pretty, I can't think accurate, of a better intro for you based on the last couple of shows where you were pretty hey, savage about all things I was not the savage. One last week. I was the positive one last week. All you, right? you were. You were. You were, uh, to be fair. But typically, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty, pretty negative. So, but I'm hyped <laughs> to talk about Savage. I love Savage. So, and we've got a special guest. This is our last show for 2020, with next week being Christmas Eve and the following week being Thursday, New Year's Eve. We're going to take those two weeks off. We will still have all the streamers uh, that are able to make their dedicated time slots, including myself, streaming. So make sure you follow Twitch.tv/slash ReadyCheckRadio to get those notifications and hang out in person with your favorite streamers. But as far as the shows go, this one and Snowbound and Gaming Gumbo, this is the last week for those. We'll have two weeks off, and we'll see you for the shows in January. But stop by a stream. So I thought last show of the year, we're going to talk about Savage Fights. We should probably bring on somebody else that maybe maybe has done a Savage or two in their day. He's gracious enough to take time out and join me. Michael Poveromo, a.k.a. Mr. Happy, how are you? What's up, Big Daddy? What you got there? Aww. This is my Nama's. He's actually a piggyback. You may not look at it immediately, but uh, he's greedy. So save that. Well. How have you been, sir? It's been what a week and a half since you and I have chatted. Yeah, but look at yeah. It may have been a week and a half, but look at me. <laughs> Savage does to a man. Yeah, breaks them. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm doing fine, actually. I had a steak for lunch, so that's always good. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, Bring... I figured if I'm going to be here, I might as well have it. Yeah, you have to have to, have to eat Not the steak. quite steak of the realm, but, no. you know. It's not steak yeah. of the realm. That, by the way, is tomorrow. Uh, you and Sly. Anybody, any special guests on there tomorrow we should plug for you real quick? Ethis. Oh, Ethis is coming. Spoiler nice. cast. Nice. 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 Yo, are y'all doing the trivia thing yet, or is that later? No, that's not going to be until after the new year. And we're going to lose terribly. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, that's but that's already... That's a foregone conclusion. That's in the cards yeah. already. Yep. Well, I yeah. figured we would start with some savage talk. Obviously, not a lot has changed in the Final Fantasy XIV scape since our last show, and we went through 
uh, 5.4 and its initial impressions and then some of the additional content gotten to after that, they didn't drop a patch in between. So I wanted to go back now and start talking about the Savage fights themselves because really this was, when we left the last show, Kronos, that was kind of like, you know what? If you're into raiding and you're into Savages, you probably enjoyed this patch. Anybody that was looking for anything else, this might have been a little bit of a lackluster patch for, for those fans. But that's to be expected most of the time with the dot .4s, dot .5s. This one might have felt a little slim due to COVID, but you guys had just started your Savage Explorations. We talked about Titan a little bit and Unreal, and none of us had gotten a chance to do that yet. So I figured let's circle back and talk about those before we get into a bunch of Square uh, other Square Enix news. So let's start with you, Kronos. You had started an initial attempt uh, on Nine, but really hadn't gotten an earnest start with your your free company yet. Where are you at now, sir? We're we're on Eleven now. Uh, so yeah, we only go like two days a week, so pretty casual hours wise. Uh, but we're on Eleven, progging through. Um, the, all the fights so far have been fun. I mean, I've seen every fight. I watched a lot of like the World Prog stuff, so I'm pretty aware of what I'm, we're getting into. Uh, we'll probably have 11 down next week would be my guess and then move on to 12 that might take like another week or so um, but it's been a lot of fun I like it uh, I will say I got a chance to do Titan and Party Finder yeah uh, we're gonna the, get to that really let's, let's hold that on that real savage. Yeah. Tell you that, but... <laughs> that is the real savage he's just like what I like the savage fights a lot so far. I, I like kind of like the things that they're doing. Um, we'll see when I start like re-clearing them more and more how much I really enjoy them. Yeah. But so far, like learning the fights, uh, watching other people do the fights. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, we'll circle back to Titan. We're going to treat that as a separate topic in just a <laughs> second. Uh, <laughs> Tarkoth, your group had not started at all yet when we did the last show. You guys, I think, are more weekend or you had gotten in. I, I don't remember the status there. No, we had started um, and we ran into problems with tethers, uh, but we got oh, that's of, right. Um, but we got nine down and we got the reclear this week, uh, so we're in the middle of ten. I really love ten. Ten's awesome. I love the shadows and trying to orientate yourself. Uh, so that's some good times. Uh, and then happy, you're done. You're ready for the next patch. <laughs> yeah, I'm good to go. I've even, I've recleared the whole thing too. <laughs> How many hours <sighs> to get it all done? Let's see. Uh, 51. 51. Probably take away a few. Probably closer to 49 or 50. But uh, those are, that was a busy week. That was a really busy week. Yeah. <laughs> now, I've also fun. noticed, though, you've you've made a change. Like, obviously, you do the guides for everything and, and the dungeons yeah. and the, the savages and the raids and all that. But you made a change this time around with your savage raid guides. They're not necessarily guides yet you're kind of holding off for that what what's the rationale there you, you're more putting like hey let's discuss this for half an hour then let me give you a guide uh so what what's the the rationale there so ironically i'm using the discussions to go, sort of refresh myself on the fight to then make the guide actually during the rendering because when you record something like that and you you know it's a long video and you go to render it it takes like an hour hour and a half I write after just having the discussion, write the guide to then put that out, which I'm actually gonna be working on after this is done. So um, I also wanted to maybe see if we change anything after week one, um, just because those week one strats are 
Uh, yeah, that was something they, they that I liked in the the first guide for the for E9s that you had talked about was, you know, when it's always nice. Obviously, as a content creator, you want to get the the content out on day one. Yeah, I mean that just yeah. that feels good. You're you know you're trend chasing it a little bit, making sure it's timely and and out there for the people that are going to be looking for it. But when you do that as a content creator, sometimes and I've fallen into this before too, you make the worst videos you've ever made. Um, <laughs> whether that be for just your performance in the video, whether that be the information you give in the video, because it's not quite as complete as it might normally be if you took a couple days to really piece it together, uh, mm -hmm. or as you mentioned, and I thought this was a pretty astute point, when you talk about running a dungeon, that's one thing. Boss has three or four mechanics, very easy to describe them and move on to the next one. When you start talking about savage fights and multiple phases with their own multiple mechanics that are very intricate mechanics, uh, yeah, the day one strats and the day seven strats, not that great compared to the day 30 strats uh, at all, but you already have your video up. So I thought it was an interesting, interesting take on, on that one. Big fan, big daddy. Lord, I had yeah, to get it I in also there. like talking about like because a lot of people ask when people who don't raid or people who don't raid frequently they ask about how did you how, you saw that mechanic once and you said that's how it works how did that how did that did you get to that point like mm -hmm. oh we just started dying to this over and over again and we went yeah it was stack damage like how'd you know it's like well it just did about eight players worth of damage so we're like oh let's try splitting it and all it worked there you go done so discussing how we got to those decisions and why we landed on certain things, I think is important for people who aren't used to that landscape or want to, you know, try to get into it. Kronos, you are not generally you and your free company searching out the guides on day one. Um, I think you said some of them are. They don't. They don't really exist, right? Yeah, like day, well, day you one. know what I mean. Day one, as early as possible. Right, right. Um, I mean, we look at guides. We do. Uh, like, because by the time we get to a fight, we want to do it. Like, um, for example, there's a mechanic in E10. There's a pretty common plug strat right now that we don't do because we hate it. And I, I think it's probably going to stick. As go, a go ahead strat. and feel free to talk about it. We're beyond spoilers at this point. Uh, it's like, sounds like second void gate if I had it, to guess it. Yeah, it's us. Yeah, second void gate with the shadows. Um, so there's like a strat going around called, I think it's called Tachi, Tachi M mm -hmm. uh, is what P PF calls it. Uh, it. It's essentially like hell for melees and tanks as far as downtime is concerned so we're we're doing the one where i think it's i think ours is technically called Ilya, which i know brings a, a certain stigma right now uh yeah. that's a strat that kind of you know latched onto shiva last year that a lot of people don't like for different reasons um and, and became the pug strat and i think this is going to be one of those strats that's going to catch on in party finder because it's so kind of easy to do but it really involves like if you're a melee or a tank you're going to be pulled off the boss for a little bit just to drop your shadow so that everybody can then take the inner towers instead of the way we do it, which is more of like melee friendly, I guess, where the range take the outer towers with a shadow and the, the melees and the tanks take the towers, inner towers with their shadow. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of stuff like that. And I think it's funny, like, I don't, I don't even think Mr. Happy had made a guide at this point, but I think I saw at PF that there was already like a happy bramble strat. Uh, yeah, that's true. I don't even think his. Uh, I don't think it's like he had a guide at that point. So I had a clear video. Yeah, people are watching this stuff, and they're gonna like pull what they want to pull, no matter what. Yeah. Um, 
and and some stuff's gonna latch onto PF and some stuff's not, and some stuff's gonna cater to PF more than others. But yeah, I mean, we definitely watch them uh, as a group. Like if we see something that we feel is an improvement, and we try to like latch on to the stuff that we the stuff see as better threat. Yeah, well, <laughs> not even. I think some people want to use stuff like, oh, it's downtime, but this is easier, so we're gonna do it because it works. Yeah. and that's fine. You know, for for groups, that's fine. We want to. We like to latch onto the ones that are like, what's gonna make our melees and tanks not feel like terrible. Yeah, and you're always um, going to have that type of trade-off. Like, if we're going to do yeah. this strat, then uh, our tanks and our, our melees are going to have downtime, but we're also putting a little more pressure on our healers because the fight is going to last a little longer at this point. So there's always going to be those trade-offs. Tark, you had mentioned that generally you don't you would rather go learn it with, with your, your group uh, and fight through it than to go see guides or anything, but sometimes it is hard to get eight people that feel the same on that particular topic. So I'm interested. Let's sure. kind of go through with everybody here. We'll start with E9, uh, since that's a full clear across the board with everybody. How did you go into E9? What were some of the mechanics you liked? What were some of them you didn't like overall? How do you kind of rate the fight, Tark? Uh, I think it's the best first fight for a raid tier uh, for this expansion. It really made you so it think. beats e1 and e5 yeah you. yeah absolutely absolutely as the most uh, inter intricate mechanics uh, i felt um i love the boss uh just love the legs uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I never like brambles um that's always tough um mainly because getting everybody on the same page can be difficult um and i feel that my team's not necessarily doing it optimally we're kind of mario karting it so we're kind of randomizing trying to get I don't think that's each other's ever the description you want to hear when talking no. about eight people no. savaging is no, we're we're Mario karting it. And it's not bad for the for for the first set of tethers, but when you get tethers and meteors, that's that's when things can get hinky. So Happy, happy, happy what do you think? Uh, do you agree with the this is better than one in five uh idea put Ooh. forth? Happy. Oh, um, I think it's a low bar for one. One's not bad, but it's, you know, yeah, it's not, I don't think you expect a whole lot out of, of one. In the yeah. yeah, it's better than alt right. So, yeah, that's not saying much. Um, five, I think, got a lot of flack just because of how chaotic it is. So, you know, it doesn't ever feel like you're really in control. This one has that, but it is, I, I think it is an improvement. Um, it's, it's just got, it feels more like a savage door boss like overall than most of the other ones. Cause these are things like if, if you can't break a tether in savage, it's like, that's a really simple thing to need to be yeah. able to do. If you can't control where you're standing to not kill your teammates, that's a really simple thing to do. It looks super punishing. Cause if you do it wrong, you will die. Yeah. That's savage. But, but those are and core it, mechanics that are going yeah. to make their way into one of the four waves at some point in any given raid set. Yeah, and this feels like the best introduction to that. Whereas E1 and E1 was, you know, it didn't really test much of anything. You could even stack the ads during the ad phase, which was a big surprise to a lot of people because that's not usually a savage thing. And then E5 is just chaos everywhere and it can fall apart in an instant. Um, this feels a lot more level-headed and balanced. And it's a, it's a format I think they should go with going forward. You should feel like the first boss of Savage is your actual gateway to learning the rest. Kronos, you felt welcomed into Eden Savage with nine this time around. 
yeah, I, I'm in unison with these guys. I, I think it's the best one. Um, I think it's I think it's really fast paced. Like a lot of mechanics kind of like go back to back to back, and you got to be ready for kind of everything to keep coming at you. And then I, I think the tile phase is kind of cool. I know some people might not like it, but I, I like that it's different from like what we've seen in a lot of other savage fights. Yeah, um, we kind of latched onto that when we saw the live letter. You know that yeah. what yeah. is that mechanic doing? Because that looks interesting. That is not something we've seen before, and we can't wait to see that. So it is nice to see, and it it does have a bit of a mixed reputation across the board right now, uh, as yeah. far as whether you're actually for it or against it. But you're for it. Once you get used to it, honestly, the movement's pretty simple. Like yeah. um, you're you're not moving much. And, I mean, in PF, I'm sure you're gonna have a couple people that are <laughs> gonna kill you, but. Um, you know, once you're like your party gets used to that movement, you're not moving very often, and you have a lot more time than you think. Like when that platform starts glowing, you don't have to move immediately. There's no really, you don't need to panic like immediately, and then you end up killing like three other people because you move. I, I do think there's a what surprised me is there's a lot of mechanics that kind of need eight people up, mostly like the protean yeah. stuff. Like that's just gonna start randomly killing people if you got seven guys up, um, and that can be kind of punishing to certain groups where. You got to res like immediately, like they need to be. Uh, that's for a first fight. I mean, Ramu had that, but it was really just Fury's fourteen, right? That was really the only mechanic that everybody had to be alive yep. in order to resolve. And even then, if you were good, you could do it with seven. Yeah, you could sneak it with a with a body there. Yeah. Happy uh, number ten, E ten. Let's start with you on this one. Just Thoughts. gonna go. Just yeah, just go. 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 Just go. <laughs> <laughs> this is how this works. Just go. E E ten. I'm. I'm still. How do I put it? I don't think that fight's gonna age well. I think that's a fight that's gonna be a lot of fun to do in the early weeks, and it's it's just not gonna age well. I'd I'd say that it's not that much more difficult than the first fight, which is pretty standard. Um, but I still think it's a step above Fuhrer which was also not a great follow-up fight after the first. If you could have swapped Fuhrer and, and uh, the first fight in the last year, and uh, you would have had probably a better result in terms of you know sequential balancing. That's a whole other story. But I do think it's a step up over the previous second-tier fights. And I'm just, I know that fight's going to be a joke. Like, after a couple, like, we're already skipping second Voidgate like a week later. And yeah. that's the Big, big thing. Soon it's going to be party fighters are going to expect people to not have to do that instead of having a strategy for it because we got two weapons and some just general gear and that was enough to skip it. And things always so, end well when people in party finder expect things. Uh, yeah, we just got a servant <laughs> weapon patch, so you know that's it's pretty fitting <laughs> that we also be skipping mechanics here. Get so, sword disband. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's definitely going to be an expectation within a few weeks that party finder groups will skip it, but they'll they'll make strategies for it. But it's going to start falling apart if groups do get there. Is the problem? And I'm, they I'm and they invariably people. will. It's just a question of when. It's just a question of how yeah, long. You think this? Gonna, you think this is going to decay a little range. faster than than the yeah. average savage fight? Kronos, yeah, once people you, get like homestone weapons and stuff, yeah. Yeah, Kronos, you you weren't on camera, but like the entire time we're chatting there, you just, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. no, I, I see where he's coming from. I like he's already cleared. He has weapons. So, and but like I know when we cleared, I think when we got to void gates, we were at like six percent or something. And this is week like our first clear. So we knew like as soon as we saw that we were that low and we got to that mechanic, we we're like, yeah, in two weeks we're probably skipping this, or three weeks we're probably skipping this mechanic. 
uh, once we have a little bit more gear. And uh, yeah, I, I do think PF's probably going to become the same. Where, like, I mean, if you were really good last year, you could skip, um, uh, I think it was Con, or not even Conflight. A lot of groups didn't skip Conflight. I think if you were really good, you could skip Conflight. But they, right after, though, but they yeah. would skip the hard mechanic that killed a lot of people right after. Um, yeah. That wasn't really expected. I don't think PF really ever expected it, but it happened a lot. Uh, but if I, you did get there, how often did it fail? Was the real? Well, it question. failed all the time. Yeah. Better save yeah. healer LP and get people up, and then hope that exactly. you, beat, you beat the enrage. Um, but I, I also plugged this fight too because uh, we weren't sure if our raid group was going to be able to go our second day. We thought we were going to have some cancellations, so I did plug this as well. I, at the pugs had trouble with the uh, the party stack orbs and the tank orbs and like finding their right spots. That's something that a lot of pugs, like the ones that I were in, were struggling with because. I'm a healer, so like we would assign priority, and I'd be like, okay, I got north and west priority north. You know, you're south and east priority south. And then I look over, and there's six <laughs> people standing on top of me. Right. And I'm like, well, someone's dead. <laughs> so, um, I, I think that's going to be a little bit of a struggle for some PF groups. Uh, but I, I agree with Happy. I think maybe this one doesn't age quite well. Although I do think on the surface, this fight is very cool. Like uh, yes. just doing it the first time, uh, like seeing the shadows, the animations. It's a very cool fight. But yeah, it might end up being a, a case where it, you're, you're skipping the hardest mechanic, so that, that's kind of rough. Tarkoth, you're playing from a healer perspective as well. Mm. You're in E10 now. Where are you struggling? What are the mechanics that the, the group's having problems with? What are some of the mechanics that you like but maybe have, have already conquered? I see I have pegged a funny situation, I think, here <laughs> with that question based on your results. <laughs> <laughs> We're having trouble with left and right. Um, oh. <laughs> I had a feeling that was coming. <laughs> um, and if it's reversed and you have to flip uh, left and right, uh, uh, yeah, we're, we're having problems with that. <laughs> so consistency uh, in our shadows and left and right. Damn it. Uh, and then... Everybody on camera at the same time that nobody could see it because Tarkov's solo shot was up, but everybody was doing this. <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly um and then uh the orbs and, and lining up it seems to be still an issue so we're we're gonna get that sorted out probably tonight so that sounds like basically the whole fight uh yeah you're having <laughs> you're just having a hard time from, sorted out. yeah from top to bottom resing. at the moment <laughs> i've lost count on my fingers i too many reses <laughs> Um. All right. E eleven. I love the fight, though. It's great. E eleven. Kronos. This is the one that you guys are in the the throes of working your way through. So, same question. Let's talk about mechanics you like. What's giving you a hard time? What you're still in the learning curve on? And I know you have very like limited yeah. time on this one so far, but your initial sure. impressions. Yeah. So I, I mean, I've watched other people do it. I, I'm familiar with the mechanics from that perspective. I haven't done them myself fully yet. Um. I, I like this fight. I was kind of weird that I feel like it's very similar. It's not much different than normal mode, really, um, which kind of surprised me. That I mean, there's a few mechanics here or there that are that are different, and, and then some of the stuff is slightly different, but a lot of the stuff you see in normal mode is there, um, even not really, sometimes to not even really too much more of a degree. Uh, obviously, like, more healing and stuff, uh, just damage in general. Uh, it seems kind of like Seed of Sacrifice kind of on crack a little bit, like... Uh, <laughs> where you're reacting to the different elements and you have to know what he's going to do because it's slightly random. It's like kind of 50-50 if he's going to do like fire or lightning or holy. Um, 
And then there, I feel like there was a few that I like as I'm watching, I'm like, man, how's Party Finder gonna do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> trying to mechanics, but I, I think people have solved some stuff, which is pretty cool. Just to see how like smart people are figuring out easy ways to do things. Um, the DPS check seems to be a bit hard, like a good step up, which is nice from last year where I felt like we cleared, like we cleared Fuhrer and we went into birds and we cleared birds that same night. <laughs> like it was just like boom, boom, done. Whereas this one feels like it's going to take us a little bit more time, which is nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, so far, so it's cool. I like it. Uh, I like see the sacrifice. So I kind of like this kind of feel. This but, uh, would, yeah, I haven't, I haven't cleared it yet. So this, while challenging, at least in you know from a, an outsider's perspective, I've not done eleven yet. But uh, this watching the like world first races and the streamer races and things like that haps i did not get the impression that i got the impression that while this fight was challenging it was not the prog stopper that yoshi p made it out to be in the live letter and we all knew that it probably wasn't going to be because he said that but i feel like it was almost a little bit of a disappointment with that type of statement the way it played out so this is this is what I like to say. This is how you can tell somebody who watches every live letter versus people who just read about it. Yeah. <laughs> because he says that every the single year that yep. the third fight might give people some trouble. Some people might hit a wall. He says that every time because it's the it's the first of two that has the item level uh like plus 10 requirement from the previous tier. So it's like this one's 510 for example, and then the last fight is 510, which is a jump up from 500 and 505, so it's technically tuned tighter. So, on top of that, it just hits harder, is more... He says it every time, and people are <laughs> like, yeah, I said, even when we, Even when we did our review of the live letter, all three of us were like, no, it's, it's just not. I mean, he, he says it all the time. It's just... I mean, hello, yeah. hello, hello. Do you remember what he said about T? He's like, I don't know if anybody ever clears this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, I don't know if anyone can beat this. Yeah, he, says, <laughs> he says it every time. What do you guys think going in there and getting your first clear, Haps? It's a Voidwalker, Savage again. It's a E2, but uh, way, way harder. <laughs> um, this is my favorite third fight. It's a low bar again. The third fights have been notoriously not good this whole tier, or this whole expansion. Um, they've all been bosses that just chill on the north side. They disappear for a little bit. Maybe they knock you around a few times. He knocks you around a lot, but he is, uh, or it, is just uh, nonstop, just attention check. And man, do, do some or some people are going to have issues with the amount of attention checking that he makes sure you're doing. Because you cannot lapse for a single mechanic or you you will die. Um, it's nothing too crazy. Like Tark, you Tark, Tark, Tark you're looking a little nervous there, my friend. Like you had like this nervous look on your face. Like <laughs> he's thinking of the, the teammate who's like, uh, "Oh, so I'm so high right now." He's like, "Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Paying attention. We're still figuring out left and right." No. <laughs> and and obviously, I'm, I'm just giving you a hard time, Tark. I'm not. You know, you, I'm just teasing you, my friend. But you do you do oh, look good. like you're sweating a little bit. Knowing bit, that you're gonna have to heal this some bitch at some time, <laughs> and and heal the people that aren't uh, paying attention. Yeah, yeah, it's good times. I'm 
looking forward to it. By the way, uh, yeah, you're healing, but you need to get some deeps in there too. All right. Your yes, deeps, yes, your deeps have deeps, been um, lacking. Caused a 0.1% uh, wipe on Ultimate, so that was my fault as a healer. <laughs> I should have done a little bit more you know, and, 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 and caught up that uh, 19th percentile warrior. You know, <laughs> Chat, who pays attention fault. when they're playing? <laughs> Uh, you only have to when you do E11. That's it. After that, <laughs> like you could just totally zone out. Like E12, it's a cakewalk. Don't worry about it. E11 well, was the prog E7, stopper. Uh, E7 was a big zone out. I was like, uh. yeah, yeah. E7 was just like, all right, <laughs> a glorified trainer dummy. We do get to yeah. the big daddy itself now. Chronos, you and I have talked about, and then we talked about on this show before. Twelve being uh, quite different. Uh, in Savage versus its normal counterpart, we meant we talked about it being you know door bossy last week, uh, and what we meant by that. Uh, you've now had a chance to watch some streams, watch some guides. Don't have any hands on yet. You're getting there. I think we'll probably be we'll definitely be there by the next show because we don't have a show for the next two weeks. Uh, I mean, if you don't have that down by the next show, I don't know if you get to come back as the host pressure's anymore. Uh -huh. Yeah, the pressure's on. You got three uh, weeks, my friend. I'm gonna clone myself. <laughs> seven times to make sure that happens are you looking forward are to the fight though on, on savage is that gonna be very important <laughs> are you looking forward to it yeah i i have uh i i i think i mean while the door boss doesn't look that interesting like no i mean it, it's cool like some of the stuff is cool and i like the way the party has to move around to do certain things and again it's you have that memory game kind of thing where she junctions to stuff and you gotta remember um i'm not excited to do the lions honestly <laughs> i'm really not uh, I've seen some strats though that seem pretty uh, pretty good for that though. Uh, like, like I think I saw it was like a Japanese group that did something. It looks like it covers the whole arena, but you have like very like clear safe spots, and everybody can kind of go to the same ones, which is pretty cool. Um, Tark Tark holding his ears doesn't want like any <laughs> yeah, spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> we we go blind as much as possible. Uh, people yeah. that do look ahead, we're they're told to keep their mouths shut. So I like solving the puzzles. So. Right. Yeah. Uh. So, in other words, all seven of the your other uh, party members have watched yeah, videos and everything. They're just yeah. not telling you that they've done it. Hey, they told me they want to be blind, so I'm like, okay, I'll go blind too. No problem. Yeah, but they're blind like this. <laughs> yeah. They're like, is that Happy's E12 guide on your screen? What the fuck? You see it in the reflection of their glass. Yeah. They, they see the mechanic once, and they're like, I've solved it. I've <laughs> cracked the code. I think it's that, and then followed by that, and then that. I'm just guessing. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, just spitballing here. You know, maybe we uh, take this. Order I mean, we've seen things like this before in other fights, so like it's probably going to be in that order. It's usually in that order. <laughs> I, I do like watching like the world prog people for that reason. Like not that as a joke. Like I, just like how they break down mechanics. Like they're way smarter than I am. So and more power to them for putting in the hours. Like Happy does. Like I can't do that. <laughs> like a 16 hour day, I'd want to like, I don't know. I'd probably just sleep for them. Yeah, see, I, I couldn't do it. See, what's really funny for me on this topic, Haps, is that I know you aren't anywhere near what you used to be on that front as far as progression, and you still have an amped up schedule when it comes to progression, but you used to be even worse. Like, Blue Garter first binding coil uh, progression rating at that time. But you, you've That wasn't progression. That was depression. Yeah. Don't talk <laughs> Oil Did you see twisters in your dreams? You saw twisters. 
there's nothing better than that than Twin Tanya being disabled for a full two weeks. Like there's nothing <laughs> yeah. better for my health than that. Yeah, it was pretty rough. <laughs> it was like, and we're still doing XIV Reborn at the time. We, this show has to be 50 minutes. It can't go longer than 50 minutes today. It can't go longer than 50 minutes. All right, Hap, I'll get you out in 50 minutes. I'll get you out in 50 minutes. Oh, my God. Anyway, I guess let's be fine. We'll let you talk about E12, too, since everybody else got to. Uh, again, I'm kind of torn because the first phase is really intense. Especially for healers. Healers, this yeah. is awful. No, no. Going back to E11, that was awful for he our healers. Sweated that on week two. It, it, it's no, I'm just trying to see if by the end of the show we could get uh, Tarkoth the class change. <laughs> no, that's not happening. I've been. <laughs> he shows up. He shows up for raid, and he's fucking dragoon. <laughs> you need another healer. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. That sounds like a our you problem. Dragoon, you can go Astro now. Have a nice day. <laughs> I'm sorry, Habs. Um, go ahead. It's fine. Uh, it incorporates normal mode really well. Uh, a lot of people miss how much it actually does incorporate normal mode. It it bypasses the more tedious parts of normal mode and just kind of integrates them into the core fight. It does make for one very divisive mechanic, similar to what we had in the last Savage tier with Light Rampant, but I don't think nearly to the same uh, complaint level that we're going to have. I think people have scienced this one out much quicker, and it'll be just a matter of practice for a lot of people. Um, and yeah, but then the second phase actually is way easier than the first phase. Um, way easier. And I don't necessarily have a problem with that because it means that uh, people doing in the party finder should actually feel pretty good about pugging this tier. They just have to get past one mechanic. And uh, I foresee that anyone who can do it, who's beaten it and who's farming it weekly just won't struggle with the second fight. I mean, we, we cleared it. We cleared the second phase in one attempt this week with a with a full party wipe and a healer lb3 like it was that much more relaxed the second week so again as people get gear i i think it'll be a relatively friendly party finder fight and a weekly reclear i think people are going to struggle more with the earlier fights than they are with with this one and then we get to the story part of it and i i let's we're not going to go into huge spoilers if you got spoiler cast tomorrow watch uh happy and state of the realm uh, tomorrow if you want to watch like full spoiler cast stuff but it's been a couple of weeks uh generally though we did uh, and i just want to tark and, and chronos you the three of us have already talked about this but Happy, i'd like you to chime in uh, generally, the three of us kind of disappointed with the story aspect of the the final raid tier. Um, yeah, liked some of the intersection with the main story a little bit, but generally kind of left a meh feeling at the end of it. Not not bad, but wished it would have been better type deal. I was a pretty big fan of it. Um, I do a lot of deep diving into the lore, so the the events that occurred in across all of Eden, uh, it felt pretty well paced. A lot of the problems I've had with their raid tiers historically is they feel very backloaded. Um, Alexander doesn't make any sense Not until the very end. Yeah. It's by design, yep. to be fair. Um, it's by design. Um, Omega is a complete and utter disgrace for the first two and then start and then gets good right as it ends. Um, and then Coil is un uncomparable. It's the finale mm -hmm. to a failed game, essentially. Uh, it's its final goodbye in a lot of senses. Right. This was pretty level the whole way through. 
Um, the stakes are pretty high the whole time, and the goal is pretty clear. And it just comes about uh, this last one's about cleaning up that last little mystery that's left, and then finishing the goal that was started in the first two um, consequentially. So I'm actually a pretty big fan. I will say that the savage portion, um, without spoiling what happens, it's almost like the bad end, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. It's the bad um, ending. It, yeah, the way the the way that it happens, it's almost like it's the bad ending. So don't I, tell Tarkov. Yeah, no, it's good, but it's it, you'll feel like it's the bad no end. No spoilers for Tarkov. Okay. The bad end. I didn't spoil any mechanics. He's still gonna be blind in there. I didn't mention anything. Yeah, all I said was lions. Just watch out for the lions. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I didn't say <laughs> Which is just generally good Tires advice, whether it's Final Fantasy oh 14 or not. I mean, I mean, you're going to see it. You're going to be like, oh, lions. Okay. I mean, that's that's really it. And then you're gonna... <laughs> but the real savage Tarkoth is Titan Unreal Pug Mode, oh God. which you just finished before the show yep. today. Look at all the heads. Oh, everybody's no. It's no. terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Actually, it's fun and terrible. It's full of nostalgia, that. but it's Tark, Tark, first, it I'd like you to go first on this one, though, because sure. something interesting happened in uh, one of your attempts at, at Titan Unreal that you may have yeah. ended up with a friend. Yeah, a friend just peeked in and was it was like, oh, maybe maybe with this you know competent person that I, I know that maybe we can get this done. Uh, Kronos just popped into my party finder. It wasn't my party finder, but... Um, popped into the party finder group and we're like, Hey, I know you. And he's like, yeah, I, I know you too. So we had high hopes of getting it done. And, um, <laughs> yeah, landslides, landslides have other plans. Kronos is based now. Just no, it lasted no. about three pulls. <laughs> four, four pulls. We had four pulls. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was not good. Chat sensing some PTSD here. Everybody's head just started going. Oh, yeah. God. You know, it's funny. I, I when I got to do the fight. So okay. So more power to you because you cleared in a pug, right? Yep. I begged my uh, my FC to be like, can we please go do this really quick? I in one pull, we'll clear it. And we cleared it in one pull. We did. I was like, because I am. I spent no lie. I think I spent eight to nine hours in Party Finder trying to clear Titan Unreal. I beat you. Ten and a half hours. And like it's just you, you get in there and you get like one good run past heart and you're like, okay, maybe this group can do it. Yeah. Half and then the next looking run, at the cameras like, what are these two assholes doing in party finder that long? I mean, it's terrible. I mean, I, I thank God for my FC, because like they were like, Yeah, cool, we'll do it. And we did it in one pull. And it, that was fun. Like I actually like the fight when no one falls off. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh and then I know like you jokingly said last week, uh, hey, don't break out your healer jails like too early. I oh, tried. don't worry about that, Mike. Do not worry about that because that is not a problem. <laughs> if anything, you're gonna die. They're yeah. not gonna break you out in time. Yeah. So it it has been way around. It has been a problem where the jails are not getting broken in time, which was not exactly what I was most worried about. Uh, but apparently, should be happy. <laughs> should be. <laughs> Please kill your jails. Please. Uh, There's. There's nothing quite like going healer on a fight because you're like, I can I can make a difference here. Just to be shackled away and watch everything crumble. <laughs> I can make a difference exactly here if I wasn't like, buried under rocks. <laughs> the second a tank gets like just gets thrown off, you're like, Well, reset, it's over. See you later. Because you're not healing yeah, no. three Titan stacks. Like it's just not that no. thing. Or like a tank doesn't like uh provoke like almost immediately after the second or you, you want to know the real pug killer, Mike? Let me tell you what the real pug killer is. Untelegraphed tank busters and AOEs. That is the pug killer. They they just aren't ever ready for them. 
Nope. I see I see tanks just take no cooldown rock buster mountain buster to the face and that's <laughs> the it they're dead they're on the ground right there that's the boomers know about them and the zoomers don't that's that's all it is <laughs> I have to say that I, I feel that uh, this is a lot better of experience for me because when I was doing Titan Extreme I was still doing the PS3 so that was just like a nightmare oh in and of itself God. so now that I I'm doing it on the PS5 now that I'm doing it on a PS5, it's like kind of glorious, you know. Oh I, my I can move god! And not have to pre-move, so that was, that was good times. I don't know why we all look back on this fight nostalgically. Like it was. <laughs> well, it's I nostalgically, but it's not necessarily good nostalgia. There's bad nostalgia. I have one good nostalgic memory about this fight. When I joined, a friend invited me randomly. Said, "Hey, well, let's do one," and I joined. And then uh, the mount, the nightmare mount, dropped, and I won it. And then I left. That's my only nostalgic memory of that fight. That's the only good Matlock I've ever had in this game. <laughs> Everything else no. is just shit. Everything else is just not, not a good experience. All right. Well, that gives everybody our takes on Savages and Titan Unreals. I guess anybody want to chime in on Emerald Weapon? I know most of us had it cleared last week, but Tark, I think you just did it before the fight. Did you want to chime in with your 20 opinion? Minutes. 20 minutes before the, uh, before the show. Uh uh, I, I like it. Uh, I'm glad it has a checkpoint. Not to suck without a checkpoint. Um, I, I don't know what it is about tanks not wanting to use their all their cooldowns when you know they have them available. They just like to eat things to the face and see if they can get away with it, and then and then blame the healers uh, when it all goes wrong. Landslide is delicious. I hear it is delicious. <laughs> Uh, all right. Before we leave the topic of Final Fantasy fourteen for the day, uh, unfortunately, caught this uh, dev blog that uh, Yoshi P posted. Uh, Matey, if you watched uh, Dad of Light, the Netflix show about Final Fantasy fourteen, um, you might know that the actor who played the father in that show died a while ago. Uh, but Matey, who is the character's name for the son in Final Fantasy uh, 14, That's his character's name who kicks this all off. And if you don't know, this is actually based on a uh, true happening between a father and a son and him using Final Fantasy 14 to try and get closer to his dad and things like that. It's based on uh, a blog that Mady used to, to do that Square Enix and Yoshi P got a hold of and then some other people got a hold of and they all met and ends up being a show. It's still available on Netflix, at, at least as of yesterday when I finalized the, the show notes, uh, called Dad of Light. And it is incredibly hokey and incredibly cheesy, but it is incredibly wonderful too. Uh, we'll get everybody's opinions on it in just a second. But Mady himself has now passed away uh, and Yoshi P wrote what was, I mean, I almost teared up reading this thing. I'm not going to lie, especially towards the, the end when Yoshi P, uh, passes off or, or finishes by saying once time passes, I'm sure there'll be a day when I can see him again. When that happens, I'm sure he'll find me with a sprout on my head, not knowing my right from my left Tark and reach his hand out to me with allies he found on the other side saying, oh, you must be a newcomer. It's okay, it's lots of fun over on this side too. Let's go adventuring together. Uh, and in that hand will be the new Gundam. I sincerely believe that, referencing a gift that Yoshi P had, had given Mady. Uh, so very sad, very long letter. Um, Yoshi P apparently wasn't sure if he should post it there because it is a dev blog and dude, you 
it's fine. That, that man <laughs> can do whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to post it in my email, like blast it to all of I don't care. I don't care. You're allowed. Uh, very sad. Very sad. Yeah, chat chiming in. That, that is sad. Did you guys, all three of you, have you watched Dad of Light? Like, I've, I think I've watched it two or three times now. I have not. Really? At all. Oh. I remember when they announced I, it, it just didn't seem like something I wanted to watch. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it's cool that it exists. Maybe I'll check it out now, but I don't know. It's, I mean, it is 100 shades of hokey and cheesy, uh, I, but yeah, it's so, it's so, <laughs> I don't know. It is so worth it. Uh, checking it out. I'm going to put some uh, B-roll up on here. Don't, like, it's it's like 10 half-hour episodes. It's not going to take a lot of your time. There are very, very funny moments in it that are genuinely funny. Like when the father's character in-game, because it goes back and forth from real life to in-game footage, uh, just starts yelling at the son and just starts yelling, ah, and runs away. And it's symbolizing that, like, on the keyboard, all he did was type the letter A a hundred times. Uh, and so they make his character do that. I don't know. I loved it. It's definitely, it's definitely dorky. Uh, Happy, you kind of like, you got a grin on your face. I think you might have liked it. I'm just smiling at the, at the event that you've described. You didn't see it either? No, I haven't seen it. Really? Oh my God. Tark, have you watched I'm this? No, oh my! Big Oprah three there, buddy. Oh, Sorry, I am the only one tell. that's watched this. I don't watch a lot of shows, to be honest. Like I, I just don't consume like media normally, so I miss a lot of stuff. Yeah, and it's one that you would have to like watch. You can't just put it on on Netflix on your other monitor while you're doing dailies yeah. or anything because it's subtitled and everything. So you do have to pay attention. But seriously, it's. Uh, it's only like like I said, ten episodes or so, and they're half an hour piece. The, the theme song. I wish I could play it without getting banned here, because it is just like, oh my god, this is this might as well be a daytime soap opera. The theme music that comes on. Just start the first episode on Netflix. Uh, granted, it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I am one hundred percent like glad that this exists, if for no other reason than for that family, right? For the for the entire family, I can't. I, I will I'm, say I'm the only one that watched this. Yeah, you are the only. One. <laughs> I will say it. It's not to change off of that of light, but it's worth remembering that there is that of that other Netflix Final Fantasy 14 series that's supposed to be in the works. Yes, I haven't heard of that in a while. Yeah, it hasn't come up yeah, in a while. We'll see. We'll see. Crickets on that end. We'll see. Definitely check it out. Uh, Starlight Festival has begun. Everybody, I assume, already had you know, mounts and all that. So Happy's shaking his head. Why? <laughs> I honestly Freaking thought snowman. this was really dumb. Like, I, I, I just really like the dumb. snowman mount. I don't yeah. care. I just want. I just like the snowman. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad I got the mount. But as far as the quest, like, everything is just in Gridania. I mean, it's just <laughs> literally five quests in a row. Go talk to somebody. The only thing I think you had to do what was turn turn a couple snowmen was was that the only thing we had, you had to, to do you had to dress yeah. them up you had to dress them oh up. yeah you're right at the end yeah. yeah you have to put the the top hat and shit on them happy <laughs> what you are you shaking your head for you know what i want to do so bad i want to get a hundred people to go to court this central highlands and you know that road between dragonhead and like the astro just place? snowman it up yeah 
Dude, I'll just literally plant everyone there on snowman, and anytime a new player is like going up through that road, you just all like follow in behind them. Well, the and funny then... thing is, yeah, because if you walk, if you put your character on walk, you never bounce out of your. Um, yeah, yeah, snowman. you can just stay a snowman the whole time, and you just follow behind them, and then stay away from them because you don't want to harass them by like getting in their way. But just sit around, just falls. Happy's trying to get an entire server banned. He, yeah, he is. <laughs> he definitely is. There's some RP in there. <laughs> if you're looking, I think for... it's funnier if you run though, because if you run, you take it off, and then when they stop to turn around, you go. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of RPing, if you wanted to do some uh, role playing. We now have the collegiate uniforms. These were only in Korea for a while. Now they are worldwide. So, yeah, get your schoolgirl and school guy RP on. Yeah, they even, I think you can use your free company's crest on it too. That's sexy. That's sexy. Awesome. good times. Yeah. Tark, I want you to heal E12S in a collegiate sure. outfit. These are cash shop only items, though, by the way. Uh, okay. So yep. you got to buy yep. them from the cash. And those funds, funds on over. I'll, I'll be sure to get it. Uh, well, I mean, only if you're going to change the dragoon. I don't want a healer wearing these. Well, you just you said you wanted me to heal it. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Did I say heal it? All right. All right. We'll get you. We'll get you a collegiate outfit. We'll get you a collegiate outfit. I'll and heal then you it. Heal twelve. Uh, heal e twelve s with it. Anybody buying these? No. Oh, all right. Good. That's what I kind of thought. That's what I kind of thought. I do care. Put my money in the subscription. Yeah. Go ahead, Haps. What'd you have? I just do character transfers. It's the only thing I use the mock station for. I think I bought a level boost once for like an alt, and that's it. I don't. I'm, I don't buy anything for myself off the mock station. Well, before we call it a day here and then head into the holidays, we do have some other Square Enix news. This actually happened right as we were finishing last week's show on, on the uh, Game Awards. Uh, game we've talked about a few times here, Outriders, got a brand new, brand spanking new trailer. And I got to say, God, I can't wait till this game comes out. And I know what's going to happen. You know, I'll just end up severely disappointed. Nothing works anymore in the world of gaming. Nothing's good. Although I do like that they delayed it. That that does give me a little, you know, a little hope. I do. They're saying all the right things happen. I mean, we're all four of us nodding. Like even Kronos, who initially was just like, eh, whatever. Once found out it was multiplayer. Three of us, he was like, okay, yeah, all right, I'm kind of in. I'm kind of in. Let's check it out. Let's check it out. By the way, we're getting it on PC, Tark. Can you, do, are you can can your PC handle this one? I, I don't know. <laughs> no. No? Okay. Because, <laughs> uh, no. Kronos, you wanted to, uh, did you want to do this on, do we, we want to do a PS5 then? Is it crossplay? It should be crossplay. We, we looked it up and had crossplay. We looked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, sh we should be okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Oh, that's right, because you had me look it up, Kronos. You were like, mm -hmm. um, does it have crossplay? Uh. <laughs> So all three of us are interested. Hap, you're kind of nodding too. I like that they're saying, you know, full box experience, you know, not a game as a live service. So think think uh, more Borderlands than uh, um, Avengers. Uh, that's, they're saying all the good things. I love the classes so far and some of the videos they've shown. I'm looking forward to this one. We got like two months left to go for it. This trailer just came out. What are your, your thoughts, Hap? I've played it. 
I played it uh, before. There was the last uh, trip I was on before COVID, basically, you know, dis I'll say discourage travel because people are still traveling. Um, so to, and, to be uh, to be uh, fair here, though, that is quite an old build, probably at the at, yeah, the, at this I time. Said I was still enjoying it then. Okay. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, not all the classes were in it. They didn't reveal one until I think just this last summer. I think it was the it was pyro something. I can't remember. I'll yeah, you have the head. technomancer and the pyromancer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't play uh, pyromancer. I don't think it's the one I didn't play. If I'm recalling correctly, um, and I had a lot of fun. Um, I had the, the opportunity to sit down with them, ask them questions. You know, somebody asked them, do you have any DLC plan? They said, the game has to release and be good first. That was their that was the reply to that, somebody already asking for DLC at that event. And this isn't ND8 or anything. This is all stuff that's been released and, and is out there already. So, um, again, yeah, they say all the right things, and I had a lot of fun playing it. So, fingers crossed, if it turns out good, then you know, maybe they'll do something and... We can have something that's not a game as a live service still be as good as a game as a live service, or in the case of Avengers, better. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Tark and Kronos, the three of us are looking for this one. We'll probably be doing some streams. We'll do some ready check radio stuff. We'll do some oh, multiplayer yeah. since it's a three person co op stuff. Haps, of course, you know you're always welcome to jump in whatever the hell I'm playing. There's no room for me. We'll have room for you. We'll have room for you. We'll make room for you. Um, Just, we'll tell or, Square that we need we need a fourth in the party. Give me the assist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kronos, I know one you're looking forward to here. Uh, the near replicant also released a combat trailer showing that on the screen as well. This is one. Uh, obviously, we've talked about our love for near automata. This is a. I, I don't want to say a remake because it. it an update, a remaster uh, of Replicant and releasing it on uh, current gen systems. We got a little bit of a trailer here. Did it uh, tickle your fancy there, big guy? Yeah, it looks it looks really good. Like I, I never played the original, so like Automata was like my first near experience, I guess. Um, well, this so one didn't come out uh, uh, over in the states. Yeah, it was well, only released in in Japan. Right, like the Gestalt version, right? But I never yeah. even played yeah. like the original near the one that was released here. Yeah. I never played that either. Um, so. I'm excited to play it. It looks good. Looks pretty. So happy you're not a near fan. This just isn't your type of gameplay. Gameplay in general. Well, no, it's it's actually just near Automata because I am not a fan of platinum games. I find their games to be all very samey, and I, I don't like kind of weightless combat. If that makes sense, I'm really more of a Devil May Cry or like even a Dark Souls. If you want to go really weighty, I don't, and I also don't like holding shoot down nonstop. Just, that's so does this look a little more interesting for you because it's from Toy Logic? Looks a little more actiony as far as the combat than Twin Stick Shooter ish. I at least, I at least see playstyles that I would lean towards. Um, the heavy weapon being the big one that's in the the B roll. I was I was watching while we were setting up earlier, and I was like, okay, if I play the game with that, I probably have a much better time. It's also not made by Platinum Games, so I'm willing to give it more of a chance than I do with them. Uh, it's Toy Logic, so. Uh, I'm actually I'm actually more optimistic for liking this than I am for Automata, personally. Tarkov, I'm all aboard. Um, love uh, Automata. I have near. I put like only like 15, 20 hours into that, but uh, definitely looking forward to this one. I uh, should note here that the mobile version or the mobile near reincarnation <laughs> that was also slated to release in Japan later this year that's actually delayed. If you were 
waiting for that. That's going to be delayed until some point in the first half of next year. But for us to speculate a little bit, Square Enix did file for some trademarks recently, and we had a conversation about what might be an expansion name in the past. These trademarks are 100% not the Final Fantasy XIV Next Expansion title. Uh, I can pretty much guarantee that it's not going to be Final Fantasy XIV Chocobo Racing uh, as the name of the next expansion. But we've actually got a couple of these. So they filed trademarks for Chocobo GP and Chocobo Grand Prix uh, as of early this month. Now, I mean, come on, right? That's got to be we're getting another Chocobos Racing. We have to be getting another Chocobo Racing, right? Uh I mean, yeah. Nobody looks thrilled at all. (laughs) (laughs) I I I don't I don't know what you want, but yeah, (laughs) it's probably coming. (laughs) No, I don't care about this either. I actually would have been happier to see a Chocobo dungeon. I think. Um, I enjoyed the Chocobo dungeon. Yeah, Chocobo dungeon. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, there you go. Square Square Enix Chocobo Grand Prix. Uh, Bravely Default 2 demo is available. Yeah, happy. I know you're happy about that one. Five Uh, hours is not enough time for that demo. mm. (laughs) It's just not enough time. Kronos, you in? Yeah, I'm in. I'm I'm definitely in. I own. Although I did see, I saw like a cursed image on Twitter. I think it was like, uh, they were talking like how the models look like in the game, and it was like a Lollifel Zero's face on it. And I was like, no, I can't unsee that. I can't unsee that. So that one's coming up, but did anybody buy or are you planning to buy the Saga uh, Final Fantasy Legend package? I'm going to buy it. Are you going I'm to? I'm on the fence. Like, I don't, yeah. thinking back, I don't think I ever played any of them. That's uh, Here they were Legend 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't remember playing any of them, so I think I'm going to have to buy it. They were on Game Boy, if I remember. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was the oh, original Game Boy. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they confirmed you can also change the aspect ratio yep. to emulate the yeah. Game Boy version. Yep. I think I'm going to have to buy it. I think I'm going to have to buy it. Yeah. I, the only Saga game I've played is Romancing Saga. Um, I play the mobile game for Romancing Saga. Uh, yeah, and then they, really... just, they just released three a while ago here yeah. in the West for Romancing Saga. Mm-hmm. That's a great series. I tried playing the first one, and I couldn't really get into it. Um I really like the mobile game, both between the characters, the music, and just the combat. And that's the games, pretty much. So I, I need to try to get back into romancing Saga, but also it makes me want to try out the Saga, the release Saga series that they just did. Yep. Which we, again, you, we probably, in the States here, you probably know this is Final Fantasy Legends. Um, one, two, and three. So I, I think I'm going to have to get it uh, just to play through because I... I just don't think I've played through. If I've touched one, it was one, and I certainly didn't finish it. Um, and playing the Final Fantasy TCG, there are a lot of cards that are category Final Fantasy Legends that I'm like, you know what? I don't have a lot of experience with these characters, and I would like to to take a peek at some of them. So that, Aren't they different in the card game, though? I think yeah, technically speaking, yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's technically the same game yeah. because they made like a... It's like that mobile game it's, with yeah. Dimensions, I think, and then it, over in Japan, it's called Legends. Yep. So, uh, whatever. It's a whole thing. Uh, Dragon's Quest V Novelist. 
This is this stick with me, guys, because this one gets bizarre. The novelist who wrote the novel for Dragon Quest V is now suing Square, en Square Enix for copyright infringement. So coming out of CBR.com, the release of Dragon Quest Your Story, which is on Netflix, by the way. I have not watched this one yet. Uh, I actually didn't even know it was a thing. Uh, so I'm definitely going to go watch it. It is still available is a Netflix anime that follows the 1992 Super Nintendo titled story for Dragon Quest V, Hands of the Heavenly Bride, which, in my opinion, is probably one of the top two Dragon Quest titles in the in the franchise. Um, and so it kind of follows that character, those characters' lines and, and that lore. Now, Sehori Kumi, the author behind Dragon Quest V's novelization, is suing Square Enix and Toho, uh, Toho for copyright infringement, claiming that the film's depiction of Luka, also known as Ryuka, is too similar to her version in the Dragon Five Quest V novelization, and Dragon Quest Your Story never credits Kumi despite the unmistakable similarities wants credit for their work, and is suing for 2 million yen and a public apology. So if you follow that, Square Enix made Dragon Quest V. A writer novelized that story. Years later, Square Enix and another company produce an anime that then said author says resembles my novelization too closely to not have gotten paid or have gotten credit, so sues game company. How this shakes out in court, I have no idea because my initial kind of, well, like, okay, fine, you wrote a novel, then you should get credit for that and you should get paid. But then if you think about it for a minute, you wrote a novel based on a storyline that was already in a game with characters that already existed in a game. And yeah, you made modifications, but... Square Enix owns those. <laughs> they own the game, the characters, and the story that you then novelized and took some liberties to change things with and maybe establish new characters and things like that. This gets messy in a court, I think, Kronos. Yeah, I don't I don't see how he wins, really. I mean maybe she, maybe she. I Oh she, sorry. I don't I don't see how she wins. Uh but like I mean I I'm also not a lawyer, so there could be some like a lot of stuff, a lot of complications that actually is the reason they're suing. But it, it just, to me, it feels like it's like Square Enix owned the property they made their thing of, and then they chose to reuse it, even though it resembles something that they also... Because, like, I'm sure the novelization had a Square Enix logo on it, right? I mean... I, it would have to. It would have had to. Yeah, so... Well, I mean, she got licensed from Square Enix, so... So, yeah, she's... to write the novel, yeah. Right. Yeah. Just see, I don't know. Again, yeah, I don't I'm not... I'm not this. Like, I don't understand no, how the contract for the novelization happy doesn't say hey by the way anything you create to supplement this story we own like hey we're giving you the rights to that's that's pretty typical like you're gonna write a book based on something i've created then we come to terms with anything you use to fill in the gaps if that's what you're gonna do in the novelization if you create a new character that's already taken care of but then, yeah, Yad makes a, a great point in chat. We're also then talking about Japanese IP and copyright law, which is extremely sure. different than the way it's done yeah. here in the U.S. Extremely different. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be decades ago. 
Oh yeah. That's also yeah, like a 20-year-old book. <laughs> um yeah, it's kind of it's kind of tough cuz uh, in the states that seems like it's uh you know, case case shut just throw it in the trash kind of thing. But over in Japan, I know that all the laws are uh the the amount of creative credit that is due via the laws there and how strict they can be is uh a lot worse. Um, worse relative to what we might we might be accustomed to. They, uh, it's why a lot of Japanese games, like if you've played recent Dragon Quest games or Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy, they all come with warnings because very much the culture in the West of live streaming them and having the music playing and all that, that's not something that's okay yeah. overseas. So they all come with these elaborate warnings and I'm sure that that kind of strictness uh, spills over into other aspects of creative arts. So it's very, very likely she does have a case that we just don't see it as, you know, in the right perspective, in the right light, with the right knowledge. And it should be noted that 2 million yen, guys, is about oh. 20 grand. You know, that's yeah, a little less much. than 20,000 USD. So it's it's not like, you know, somebody's trying to get rich here. I, I do feel that the lawsuit is filed with good intent uh, as far as, hey, pay me for that. Give me a thanks and an acknowledgement and, and apologize for doing this and let's both move on. Uh, well, definitely have to keep an eye on it. Definitely have to keep an eye on it. I want to see how that one shakes out. Boy, um, Crystal Chronicles kind of died, didn't it? I mean, it got a new update, so I put it in the show notes, but I I just, I remember being super pumped when that was about to come out and then, man, did that just flop for me. It was like, wow, you took everything that was great about this game and literally sucked it right out of the game with the way you handled multiplayer here. And that's what the patch tries to fix. It tries. Uh, I, I, it doesn't go far I, enough. It makes it easier I, uh, to queue for dungeons multiple times with your groups, which is yeah, certainly welcome. Things like that. I think they. it's funny because they actually have one dungeon where it's it makes all the sense. The very final dungeon, it makes complete sense the way the multiplayer is done for that one, how it checks for who's eligible and whatnot. But to qualify for it doesn't make any sense at all because every single person needs to have, in their own stories, have reached that point and have access to it. Meanwhile, when you beat the dungeon as a multiplayer group for the final dungeon, it actually does give credit to every person, which was the biggest complaint about the other dungeons is only the party leader advanced their story. So it was... It, it was there. The tech was there. <laughs> they just only yeah, technology. Yeah. We can so. rebuild it. It's not going to be good, <laughs> but we can rebuild it. <laughs> I don't like Crystal Chron. I didn't have, I didn't play the old one because oh, I when did. I was a kid, I the multiplayer and I was like, oh, no, none of my friends want to play this. No, so I, I did it. on the GameCube with the Game Boys, uh, Game Boy Advance mm -hmm. hooked up. Tark, Kronos, and Nodding. You guys did the same? Yep. Yeah, I remember I having all the SPs plugged in. Did it back in the day. I have not played the, the remaster. Uh, the square... problem with the remaster... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> the problem with the remaster is so there's two ways to play the original from what I understand. Hello, Aloha. And uh, one of them was to all play on somebody's GameCube, and that was your save file. So everyone's characters, everyone's credit was all saved to that. Apparently, the from my understanding, the remaster emulates the second option where people could bring their memory cards right. from their home to another friend's house plug their character in but you'd only advance that person the host's right uh world that's what it emulated and that's what doesn't really and work it was nowadays. the wrong way to go yeah it was yeah. you had a 50 50 shot and you missed 
Uh, Square Enix store winter sale started. If you want to get any merch, a lot of it's on sale through January 4th. And the last bit before we go to love it or leave it, I was, I was going to put this in the show notes, but I didn't think anybody would care. Uh, and then Tark put it in the show notes and I was like, oh, cool. Somebody cares. So yes, we will, we will talk about it. Nexon has reportedly, by the way, we should put reportedly on this one because it is via translation and Square Enix has not uh confirmed anything they're saying hey this is a joint project so we're not going to speak publicly about it but mtn a korean news site is reporting that the final fantasy 11 mobile version that's been in development for about five years now is officially canceled and honestly based on their reporting tark i kind of think you know where you were headed with this I'm probably okay with the fact that you canceled it because it kind of started turning into a mix of a mobile MMO with a trading card elements. And it would have really felt like it was headed down a road where it potentially would have ended up feeling like you're trying to cash in on the Final Fantasy XI name than actually be Final Fantasy XI, Tarkov. Yeah, it feels like their their plans for monetization um we're we're going kind of sideways and they really couldn't hammer down a way to make it 11 but still get the money out of people's wallets so i'm glad that it's not going through but i'm also kind of sad because i I felt this is my chance to really get into 11's world so i I didn't really i didn't play it at all i got got to level eight on a white mage and that was it so uh, I went. Th- I went down. Well, depending on wow. when you did it, that means you accomplished everything you could do <laughs> solo. Uh, right about then. I mean, that's yes, that's, that was exactly it. That's pretty much it. And then Chronos Eleven didn't grab you at all either. No, I mean, like to Tark's point, like I, I, I do. Want, I like to learn about the lore and stuff. Like we played the card game, right? And yeah. and so, like, I see Tons the characters of and I'm like, characters in there. Yeah, and, and it's cool. Like, and I don't, and some of them look really cool. And I'm like, I don't even know who that is. Like, it, it's it's like yeah. the only series when I played the card game where I'd look at the card and be like, I have no idea who this character is. Um, but they look cool. And, and I tried to play it, but it's just not. I it's not something I go back to. So like, if this had came out, I didn't know all the details. Like that they were turning into like a pseudo card game or anything like that. I would have maybe tried it just to see if like I could at least get some lore and stuff from it and the story. But same here. Happy, since they're kind of on one side of the fence, and then you and I obviously have a storied history with Final Fantasy XI that goes way back. Are you with me that you're kind of like, you know what, maybe I'm I'm glad this got canceled with the way it looks to have been shaping up? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like the mobile game, the original vision of it was how do we preserve an yeah. MMO in the modern era, because obviously, you know, 11 is actually going pretty strong right now. They're actually working on a 20 year anniversary story that's mm-hmm. been getting chapters every so often. And it's actually a continuation of their end of the game that they did years back. Right. But this uh, is an MMO that is literally on a clock. Uh, yes. As far as it's development being development uh, based on the PS2 dev kits and and running out of tech to, to be able yes. to support that. It is literally on a clock. Yeah, so I feel like they they want an answer on how do we preserve this game through the eras because it's you know this isn't like 1.0 where we want to bury it right and remove it and to make sure its legacy is something that is is far better. They they want a means to preserve this game for future generations, and I feel like they thought, well, mobile's not going anywhere. 
that's our answer. And they put two games, they were going to put two games out. The first one's been canceled. Uh, the first one was shut down, Grandmasters, which was actually really good, um, was not super monetized, which is probably why it failed. And it had a lot of, you know, kind of Final Fantasy XI-esque things mixed in with mobile game elements. This was looking to just completely replace the MMO. Yeah, and, and the screenshots were impressive over the years. We didn't get many, mm -hmm. but the, if you were a Final Fantasy XI fan, you were like, that looks like Final Fantasy XI, but prettier. Um, yeah. it, it captured the aesthetic, improved on it where they could, tech-wise, without totally creating something brand new. Like, I was very happy to hear about this years ago. Uh, but my confidence in it dwindled throughout the years and then seeing you know these types of announcements i'm not surprised and maybe not as disappointed as i would have been had they not said hey we kind of like moved in a weird direction here <laughs> yeah i um i think the future of it is a single player final fantasy 11 i think there will be one because they're gonna want to preserve those stories and have yeah, a way. Even for if people. you like, just yeah. Even if you just do the stories, like you know, you encapsulate them in DLCs. Like the initial game goes through the Shadow Lord storyline, and then the Zillart storyline, and then the the Promathia and Chains of Promathia. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think you and you've got to win. I think you give that to the Dragon Quest developers, actually, and I think you've got a solid outcome. I would be extremely hyped for that. If they did that, I would be extremely hyped for that. Be dope. All right, let's head over to Love It or Leave It. What are you laughing at? The hell are you laughing at? I heard, I heard the sound effects for a half a second and they were gone. Yeah, I stopped it. <laughs> I stopped it because you were laughing at it. Don't laugh at my applause. It's going for the but 80s was, game show <laughs> vibe. That's exactly what it's going for. But it was just like, it was like one guy going, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, I didn't cut it that fast. Discord might have cut it for. for okay, yeah, that's yeah. what it's. Yeah, that like happens that. every week. It throws me every week, and yeah, I'm like, I didn't cut it really that fast. Uh, this is the segment where we give you something Square Enix did, said, is making, was gonna make, some decision they've made, some feature in a game, something like that, and we go through the panels, uh, panelists, and tell you whether we love it, we want more of it, or leave it, which means just set it aside and uh, never look at it again. And today, I think I know where we're gonna head with this one. Uh, I'm asking the panelists about a new Chocobo racing title. Love it or leave it. Happy, you're the guest. We'll start with you. <laughs> All right. Off to Kronos. <laughs> I can't up that. <laughs> That's too good. <laughs> so peace out. Uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it as well. I think we kind of already spoiled this when we talked about it earlier, to be honest. But uh, it's not really something I'm particularly high for. I've done... Chocobo Racing in, in 14 just for some things, but... Oh, I, okay. Well, we're, if you play the, is, the old Chocobo Racing not, game, it's entirely right. different. I'm yeah. just saying, like, I've done it in 14. I'm not really, like, compa like yeah, yeah, comparing yeah. it. But, like, yeah, it's not really something I'm hype about. Like, I mean, just let it stay in 7. Like, people will do it there. <laughs> Tarkov? And, uh, well, this is supposed to be uh, their answer to Mario Kart, basically, right? Um... Yeah, a little more involved, up. but yeah, yeah. See, I'm gonna leave it, but it needs to be better than Mario Kart, and I'm a huge fan of Final Fantasy. So, if it's better than Mario Kart, or at least the same level, then okay. okay. But it won't no, be Mario better Kart than Mario Kart. Like, like I 100% tell crown, you, so. if you're looking for a Mario Kart experience, if they did revive it the way it used to be in some 
more modernized fashion. It's it's not even remotely comparable, like the type of game you're getting there. Uh, so you'll be disappointed and leave it. I, as somebody who enjoyed Chocobo's Dungeon, Chocobo's Dungeon Two, the and and the original Chocobo Racing, I think even I am like leave it. That one has nostalgia, but let's let's leave it. There are better things I think you could be working on than this one. All right, that's gonna wrap it up for our last show of 2020. We will be back in two weeks, so you'll have Christmas Eve off and New Year's Eve off. We'll be back Thursday. January 7th at 7 p.m. Eastern right here on uh, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. Until then, Adam, where can everybody find you? Uh, yeah, same as always. So Twitter below uh, if you want to listen to me rant about dumb stuff. Complain about the Eagles mainly right now. <laughs> uh, so happy yeah. with them last week, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they got a win, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I- I'm on there pretty frequently. Uh, I have been streaming as much lately, but might try to pick that back up on RVA Chronos, twitch.tv slash RVA Chronos. Check them out. Tark. Twitch and Twitter. Uh, Tarkroth Gaming. And uh, in Final Fantasy XIV, Onyx Excalibur, Tarkroth Solo. Mr. Happy, thank you once again for spending some time with me on my side of the pond. Always fun to be on your side of the pond and have you here. Where can everybody follow you? Obviously, they know, but let's just do it for posterity's <laughs> sake. I mean, Mr. Happy1227, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube. Though uh, Facebook, I don't, I barely use that anymore. I just <laughs> can't, I can't make myself do it. <laughs> don't go to Facebook. He'll never, yeah, ever one, see it. Oh, yeah, don't do that one. There you go. <laughs> don't do that one. Well, appreciate you having you this week. Thank you so much. Make sure you guys check out the spoiler cast uh, tomorrow on uh, Mr. Happy's Twitch channel. Chat, make sure you hang out because right after the show here, we've got a streamer coming online. Faye Death, how are you? I'm well. How about you, Magic Man? I can't complain. Nobody listens. You know how it is. What are we playing today? You're you're taking a little break from uh, Tales from Your Backlog because you made we a promise are. to some people. I, I did. We are headed back to Azeroth tonight because we've got some leveling to do with my favorite co-host from my channel, my dearest trophy waifu. And, uh, you know, it may not technically be from the backlog, but it's still on the list of things I've been meaning to go get done. So it will give it a half a point. Sounds good. Chat, remember, we'll hang out for a few minutes after the show here, do some post-show. Then we'll cut it. It'll be dead for 30 seconds, and then Faye will come up uh, with her stream. So, Faye, we will see you in just a few minutes. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally on Twitter right there and MagicMan1. But more importantly, follow at RC Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O. Get notifications on all the podcasts, all the Twitch streamers, all the games, all the consoles, and so much more when we're going live. Thanks so much. Happy holidays. Stay safe. See you on the servers.